Hello, friends, and welcome to the Exploring Washington State podcast. My name is Scott Cowan, and I'm the host of the show. Each episode, I have a conversation with an interesting guest who is living in or from Washington State. These are casual conversations with real and interesting people. I think you're going to like the show. So let's jump right in with today's guest. Well, Megan, thanks for making the time today to sit down with me. Why don't, well, let me tell the audience what I know about you, and then you're going to fill in the blanks, okay? All right. I know that you're an elopement photographer. I know that you're currently living in the Tacoma area, and I'm aware that you went to PLU. Yep. I'm also aware, because you told me you, you grew up in Quincy. So what do you want to talk about? Quincy, PLU, photography, Tacoma. Um. For now, uh, let's talk about photography. <laughs> awesome. All right. How did you get started in photography? And um, did you start this when you were in high school or something? Or what brought you into the world of photography? Um, well, I'd always known that I wanted to be an artist, but it was something that I didn't really... Like, I, I've always practiced art, but it was one of the professions that, you know, like, oh, you know, probably shouldn't pursue that. Uh, so I went to college at PLU. I chose it because um, generally I liked it there and um, they have a broad range of subjects that they're known for, uh, you know, doing well in. Mm -hmm. And after a year there, I decided, okay, yep, I actually do want to pursue art as a career. And um, it's been 10 years now. I'm, I'm totally kidding you. I really mean this completely in jest. PLU, going to be an artist. I'm sure your parents were thrilled. <laughs> <laughs> yes. They were like, you declared as what? Um, yeah. Why did you talk to us first? And I was like, because it's, it's my major. It's my life. I okay. don't have to consult you. <laughs> All right. So th your parents kind of gave you a, a hard time. But do, are they supportive now after 10 years yes. in? Okay, cool. Yes. <laughs> It took a while. <laughs> you know, it's, it's just, it's just kind of like, you're going to school for what? Um, mm -hmm. Well, let's, let's, let me be, let before we unpack photography, I'd, I'd like to, I'd like to just dwell on PLU for a couple seconds. Sure. So I grew up less than five miles from the campus long time ago. Um, and we had to take horse and buggy to get there. So it did take us half the day to get to PLU. No, um, <laughs> What was it about PLU that you liked? What drew you to the school? And what were some of the highlights of your PLU experience? Okay, so what drew me to the school? Um, in high school, I knew of all of the schools and colleges that I didn't want to attend. Like, I didn't want to go to a big university like UW. Okay. Um, I, you know, I grew up in Eastern Washington, so I didn't want to go to WSU or Central. Um, <laughs> and so I had, like, slowly ruled out all of... Um, you know, all of the main colleges in Washington. And my mom told me, hey, look at this one. And I saw it online and I was like, yep, that's the one I want to go to. And they're like, don't you want to go see it first? And I was like, okay, but that's the one I'm going to go to. Um, <laughs> so we went and toured it and that just solidified, um, you know, what I saw from the pictures online. And I don't know how I knew, but it was the perfect place for me. Um, even now, like going back, it still feels like home. Um, and okay. I, I don't know what makes it feel like that. Maybe just because I like being around trees and all of that. But the people there are so friendly. The class sizes are small. And yeah, like it had a broad range of subjects um, that I could study because I didn't know what I wanted to do um, in high school. Okay. Or at least, you know, I thought I didn't. <laughs> okay. All right. Interesting. So, so like I said, I grew up like five miles from there. So that one, that was not a school for me. I did not want to go to PLU. I did not want to live at home. So I went to central. Um, so kind of, yeah, it's yeah, funny. We swap places. We places. Yeah. Um, and I've heard, I've heard very similar things from people about PLU. So, okay. All right. Yeah. So you, what did you end up majoring in? What was the official major? A bachelor of fine arts with an emphasis in photography. All right. And so why you were going to school and majoring in photography, emphasis on photography, mm -hmm. what did you think post-college would look like professionally? Um, yeah, that was like scary to think about. That. 
Uh, Sorry. <laughs> yeah, no, it's it's a good question. So, um, you, it, it, like like I was saying, it's Bachelor of Fine Arts. So that's mm -hmm. what I studied. I studied fine art, and I didn't know if I'd be doing fine art forever, which was like really fun to practice. Mm -hmm. Um, and like having work in art galleries and stuff like that. Um, but when I graduated, I. I, I, like my senior year, I started to really think about, you know, my life after college and like, okay, how am I going to make money as a photographer? So I started um, practicing portraiture. Okay. And that's how I landed uh, my first job out of college. I um, worked at Yen Louis Studios. Okay. And it was like boot camp for portraiture, basically. Um, <laughs> I mean, just kind of like a. Uh assembly line if you will was it yeah so generally their appointment slots are 20 minutes if you've got like a really big group they might give you 40 but everyone's are always running late um, so <laughs> whether you have a 20 minute appointment slot or not like you've probably got 20 minutes to mm -hmm. to photograph um you know a family or, or their kids or whatever mm -hmm. um and so you have to get really good shots in a very short amount of time mm -hmm. and even though like the appointments had descriptions of, you know, what each appointment was like, this is a family of four, they have two kids. Um, sometimes it tells like, sometimes it would say like, okay, the kids are one year old and three. Um, and sometimes it wouldn't. And sometimes what we were told on the appointment sheet was incorrect. So it was really like, all right, I know I've got an appointment in 10 minutes. Will they be on time? Who's it gonna be? you know like it was all a mystery so doing that like you know 10 15 times in a day um you know for 40 hours a week it was it really taught me to just be ready for anything and uh by the end of like by the time i quit i had photographed over 10,000 people all right so i've got questions about this sorry i warned yeah. you we might go down a rabbit hole i've got questions okay so to me, that seems like a very, you know, assembly line sort of thing. Somebody's setting the appointments for you. The Smiths are coming in at 10 o'clock. They're going to be there till 1020. You might get a, a, a break between 1020 and 1030. And at 1030, the Jones are coming in. And you thought the Jones were a couple of two. And you find out they've got 12 kids and a dog. And little Timmy's got a runny nose. And it's all of this stuff. Sounds, sounds fun. <laughs> But was your job just, and I don't mean, so you were responsible for capturing the images. Were you, was somebody else editing the images? Yeah. So okay. my job was just to capture the images and then they would go to a salesperson and the salesperson, like I just drop off the, the SD card or mm -hmm. um, the CF card. The salesperson downloads them and shows them to the family right then and there. They choose their package and, you know, like what prints they want or anything like that right then. And, um, and then they go home and come back, you know, in like a couple of weeks and pick up their pictures. Um, so okay. all I did was photograph. I didn't have to edit and I didn't have to sell, which is one of like the big perks okay. of that job um, at the time. Now I'm like, oh, you know, the selling part probably would have helped me. Um, okay. All right. Well, we're going we're to get to that. But yeah, we're going to get to that because we're going to, I've got questions here too. Okay. So you've said you photographed 10,000 people mm -hmm. and I hope you can play along and I'm not trying okay. to embarrass anyone. Like I don't want names. I don't want yeah. you to say it's Scott from Tacoma, <laughs> but out of those 10,000 people, were there any really difficult people to work with? Um, well, since like the time was so limited um, and we did like senior photos for high school as well, those <laughs> were always the ones that could be tricky because they'll, we told them like, you know, you can bring up to three outfits. Um, so at times they'd bring like an entire closet, which is fine because you're, you know, you got to like pick out whatever and you can help them. But then they'd spend like half the appointment changing or like, Oh, wow. fixing their hair up and stuff and it's like oh like i've only got 20 minutes to, right. to shoot this 
and you just spent half the time in the changing room, <laughs> but I still have to get a good amount of photos. No pressure on so. you. No pressure. <laughs> yeah. Wow. Like the, those were always the hardest. Okay. So what's the biggest takeaway that you have from your time there? Oh, Ooh. Okay. So I'm very introverted. Um, and so I say it was like portrait boot camp. So mm -hmm. not only did I photograph thousands of people and just get to practice that, but it was like practicing how to talk to people and okay. how to make them feel comfortable in front of a camera, which I definitely would not have as much experience or be as comfortable doing if I hadn't had that experience first. Okay. That's, that's, that's brilliant. I mean, you're right. After 10,000, you didn't do 10,000 reps in the sense that you didn't just photograph one person at a time, but you had thousands of appointments. Um, you, you learned, I'm going to guess how to establish rapport very quickly, hopefully, mm -hmm. and to help people become like, there's no way you could take a good photograph of me in 20 minutes. It's just, you couldn't do it because I'm terrified of the camera. I hate having my picture taken. So unless you just got dumb luck and snap something and I happen to look presentable in that second, I, I would feel sorry for you to have that task <laughs> with me. So you left there. What did you do after you left that first job? Is that when you well, opened up your own thing? Um, it took me about a year uh, before I, I opened up my own business because I was just really burnt out. Okay. Um, the schedule at Yen Lui was pretty crazy. So I was working evenings and weekends and holidays because that's when families are free to go take pictures. Right. right. Um, so I just wanted a job that wasn't going to ask me to work on weekends and evenings and holidays. Um, so I started nannying. Uh, my, oh. I have a background, like all throughout high school, I worked as a lifeguard um, and like in schools and stuff like that. So I had a lot of childcare background. Um, okay. So it was a very easy transition. And um, my sister had actually nannied throughout college and was like, hey, it pays well. Um, so make you know, the same amount of money, if not more nannying than, you know, doing photography and I don't have to work on weekends and holidays. So I was sold. Um, okay. Then about a year later, I agreed to photograph a friend's wedding. And the day before, <laughs> the day before the wedding, I was like, oh man, why did I agree to this? This sucks. I don't want to do this. Um, but of course I had to show up. Um, <laughs> right? Yep. Yep. You kind of do. Okay. So I showed up, uh, photographed the wedding and had a great time and remembered like, oh, I actually, I do like photography. I'm no longer tired of it. So then I set up my own shop because people, you know, kept asking me to take photos for them. So when you set up your own shop, did you start with this, this elopement photography or what was your shop? What was your, would you, anybody and everyone, or what, what were you trying to focus on? Yeah, it was more like anyone and everyone. Okay. I had right. no idea what I wanted to photograph, really. Um, okay. I figured I'd do weddings because, you know, it seemed like that's where you could actually make a living off of. And I was tired of photographing families um, in the studio. So my goal was to not photograph people in a studio setting. Uh, okay. just, you know, I like the outdoors and it's cheaper because you don't have to have a studio. Mm -hmm, mm -hmm. Um, that makes sense or, or even like rent a studio all of that um so that's how i started and about five years ago i started hiking um just for fun and getting outdoors a lot lots of road trips and stuff like that and every time i'd get to the top of a hike it's so pretty up here i wish someone would you know like i wish i could take photos of someone up here Meanwhile, everyone's like trying to take decent selfies, um, you know, on their hikes. And it took me a couple years of hiking to realize I can combine my passion for the outdoors with my photography business. And that's how I kind of, you know, went the adventure elopement route. Okay. So I'm on your website. Okay. And I'm scrolling around looking at some pictures. And I gotta, I gotta tell you, <laughs> I'm smiling. I'm looking at this picture of this bride and groom climbing up a rock face. Oh yeah. She's in her dress. He's in slacks, vest, tie. 
I don't know. Is it the same people walking across the, the waterfall? I'm looking at all of this and oh, I'm going. Different people, but yeah. I don't get this. <laughs> I don't. I mean, the, the fact. <clears throat> okay. And I'm saying this tongue in cheek. Okay. okay first off, yeah. first off. My idea of a hike is climbing the stairs from my office to my house. I mean, that's, that's, I'm an indoor guy. So outdoor stuff. I, I love people's passion for it and it's beautiful. I just don't see myself in these pictures. Okay. Yeah. So I'm looking at this and I'm, I'm laughing because brides have a reputation of being a little emotional on wedding days. Fair or unfair. I mean, I'm not, you know, yeah, bride, yeah. you know, the bridezilla is a, is a word mm -hmm. that's, you know, made it to the public vernacular. And I'm looking at this woman. I don't know anything about her. She's climbing with a rope harness or a rope around her mm -hmm. in a wedding dress. Yeah. And all I can say is nothing could go wrong here. Nothing, <laughs> nothing. This is perfect. What on earth motivates people to do this? I mean, the photos are cool. I mean, they are, they're beautiful. And I get it to a point, but I'm like, so you're married. Yeah. If you don't mind me asking, mm -hmm. did you get married in a, in a, in a traditional setting or did you get married? Yeah. So I got married almost 10 years ago, like right out of college and we had a traditional wedding, okay. but now we're like, you know, if we would, would do it over again now, it, mm -hmm. we'd just do something really small, elope somewhere pretty. Okay. Um, so I think that's people's motivation. You can, like, it doesn't have to be complicated. It can be totally stress-free, simple. You can invite you know, whoever you want or don't. Um, and then you're going to get cool pictures and have a fun experience rather than like having to entertain a hundred people. So okay, it's a lot less stress for the planning aspect of wedding. Okay. I'm reading here on your site. It's I'm reading directly off your website. My approach. Okay. I love capturing the uniqueness of every person, what it means to be authentically and naturally you bullet points and this is across a really cool looking photograph of moss covered rocks waterfall coming down a, a, a woman in her bridal dress and a guy in a suit and all i can think of is if he's wearing dress shoes he's gonna slip and kill himself that's my that's my thought <laughs> on it initially she's it, she's was in hiking boots okay all right they but were both thinking, in hiking boots actually okay. i'm thinking dress shoes and i'm thinking you know tumbling down that rock <laughs> that's where i'm going okay yeah. so then you say these are bullet points. I use directions more than specific poses. Give me an example of that. Um, so try to recreate this scene for me. You're, you're obviously how far away from them when they were crossing that were you? Um, probably like a hundred feet or so. And okay. they're crossing a waterfall. I don't know right. if you mentioned the waterfall right, part. Right. Right. So how did you instruct them at that? Or was this just a kind of a candid shot that you were taking them as before they fell to their doom? It was that that one in particular was a more candid shot. Okay. I um I had scoped that spot out earlier. Okay. Uh, and I try and, you know, walk around the area wherever I want a couple to be just to know that it is gonna be safe and they're not gonna slip and fall to their doom. Um because if you have a wedding dress on, if there's like if it's poofy or yeah dresses are so much harder to walk around in than, you know, a suit I, or I, I don't know that personally. I can see that being true. Okay. Yeah. So I'll walk around um, the area before mm -hmm. I ask them to go explore it. Um, but I said, okay, hey, do you see that rock up there? Can you go stand up there? Um, and then I, you know, like, okay, hug, look at me or, you know, whatever. Okay. Um, and that picture was as they were walking back um, to the road. Okay. So, so you say I use directions more on the specific poses. You'll be focused. Oh yeah, on... I didn't really answer your question. Oh, it's okay. So... We're, we're, it's okay. We're gonna let you because yeah. you also say you'll be focused on each other. You'll look mm -hmm. and feel like yourselves. And this is the one I really like. I won't interrupt a moment for the sake of the shot. Mm -hmm. That's cool. I think that's very cool. And I'm totally teasing you and trying to have fun with this, but I do have a question. This is just so wedding dresses are super cheap. They're easy to pick out. Women never stress out about them. Um, in your experience, 
people that go on an elopement shoots like this, are they wearing super expensive dresses? Are these a little bit, have they saved a little? Since they're walking around outdoors, the dress isn't going to. It's not going to be pristine afterwards. No. Not, yeah, it's not going to be pristine after. So are they, are they running around in four-figure, five-figure wedding dresses? Or are they, are they doing a little bit more? Um, I have had brides purchase dresses for like eighty, maybe a hundred bucks. Like that rock climbing one you talked about. Mm-hmm. That couple, that was like a COVID wedding. They had planned on a whole wedding, um, okay. and then COVID hit. And they were like, you know what? We only planned the wedding because our parents wanted us to. Okay. We really just want to elope. And they met rock climbing. So that's why they rock okay. climbed for their wedding. They climbed okay. up that edge of the cliff and then had their ceremony on the edge of the cliff overlooking the Puget Sound and the San Juan Islands. Very um, cool. That's very cool. But yeah. So she had a dress for her wedding picked out, but it was going to be hard to rock climb in. So she bought another one online for, you know, like 80 bucks or something mm-hmm. like that and climbed in it. And like she uh, snagged some of the fabric on the way up and was like, oh, it's snagged. And oh, well, <laughs> um, right. that's it. And then I've also um, this year I backpacked with a couple in the North Cascades. And she, so the bride and groom, they're mountaineers. So like they're used to lugging around 50 pound packs. So, <laughs> which is a little much for me. Um, but yeah, she brought, you know, a big poofy like dress with her. Um, and it, it wasn't a, a veil, but it kind of looks like a veil. Um, so we got like super dramatic pictures with like the veil type thing flying behind her in um, not quite like a Cinderella style gown, but it was definitely a ball gown that poofed okay. out and, you know, he had a suit and everything. Um, and then I had another couple this year that uh, the... Um, the bride wore a gown. It was all, I think it was silk and it had a big train. And um, so, you know, eloping in the outdoors and they're really into hiking. So we went on a short little hike afterwards in mud because Washington. Why not? Um, <laughs> yeah. And so like the train of her dress was just brown by the end of it. <laughs> And she's like, oh, my seamstress is going to laugh so hard when we get back Uh, because they're from out of state. They're from, I think, Wisconsin. And she's like, and I asked like, oh, like, what are, what are you doing with your seamstress? And she's like, oh, we're having a reception when we get back home. And I told my seamstress that I'm going to chop off the dress when we get back. And now she's going to understand why. So they're just, she's just going to like make it a cocktail dress and chop off the muddy part of the dress <laughs> and have a new dress for their reception. Oh my gosh. I don't know why I didn't think of this before, but my wife's niece is an avid outdoors person mm-hmm. and her husband, now husband, uh, used to be a videographer for National Geographic. Oh, cool. Okay. Does beautiful work. They got married at the Mendenhall Glacier in Alaska. Wow. And so there's these photographs and, and, and my, my wife didn't go to the wedding, um, but her sister and her brother-in-law, they, they hiked into the Mendenhall Glacier. And I remember there's this, which is a visually stunning thing. Right. Mm-hmm. And there's this picture of her standing in her, in her, and she hiked in. I don't think she was wearing the dress to hike in, mm-hmm. but she's wearing like hiking, like rubber boots underneath the dress. And there's this mm-hmm. picture with, you could see the boot and the dress. So it was really, really kind of funny, but they, they loved it. Okay. So I'm, I'm just teasing you. I mean, yeah, I, I yeah. think it's, it's kind of cool. I love the fact that like, like the, the couple that I'm, the photo I'm looking at, you're telling me they, the rock climbers, they're climbing that that's cool. When we talked before though, mm-hmm. you said something that I thought was, I was very unexpected by this. When you told me that people are coming here to Washington state from, you mentioned just a few seconds ago, Wisconsin, for example, and they've, in some cases, they've never been to the place that 
they're having the wedding at. Yeah. Oh, sorry. There's sirens at my window. Um, you're okay. You live in Tacoma. Don't just kidding. Um, (laughs) so how involved are you then as the photographer in picking locations? Cause you said earlier, you like to go and hike around and see like kind of in your mind go, Oh, we could take a picture of them over here. And as they're coming across the, you know, blah, blah, blah. You're, you're kind of laying it out in your head. But yeah. If, so if somebody's oh. never been somewhere, right. And they're looking at pictures mm-hmm. on, on somebody's Instagram or some, you know, and they're like, Oh, that's beautiful. I want to go there. And they and they, so w- walk me through that. Are they calling you up or on your website saying, hi, we'd like to elope in Washington state. Please help us find a cool spot. That's pretty much it. <laughs> um, about half of the couples I work with are oh. from out of state uh-huh. and, um, you know, about, gosh, probably like 75% of the couples I work with are like, oh, we, we know that we want to elope in Washington, but we don't know where, like, we just want to elope somewhere pretty, help us. <laughs> and um, I'll help them narrow it down. Like, okay, are you thinking like mountains or the beach? Like what, what's, you know, wow. what do you have in mind? Um, and I will give them a list of recommendations that are like specific to them. Mm-hmm. Um, so if it's mountains, but they don't want to hike or, you know, or, or, um, you know, maybe they have 15 guests coming, right. which yeah. is a pretty decent amount to, uh, you know, have in the wilderness getting married. Um, mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. so yeah, you have to, I help them plan everything from like where they can elope to if they're going to need special use permits, which is basically just a permit to get married, um, you know, in the national parks or, right. Um, national forests, other places. Uh, so I help them figure out all the details, um, which is a lot more complicated than it sounds. Because... No, it sounds incredibly complicated. So if it's more complicated, that's like, now you're a rocket scientist. Um, yeah, it's very so, seasonal here. So yeah, well, okay. So a couple things that pop into my brain. Our weather okay. is super predictable. <laughs> yeah. Have you had any, have you had any shoots go wrong because of weather? Okay. So I wouldn't say wrong, but I definitely educate and prepare my couples to know what to expect. Um, I had one couple, uh, they wanted to elope on the Olympic coast, like on a beach in spring, I think it was April. Mm-hmm. And I was like, okay, so are you familiar with the weather here? It's probably going to be raining. And they were like, yes, that's exactly what we want. We want moody Pacific Northwest weather. Um, we're totally fine if it's raining. I was like, okay. Uh, so it it definitely rained on their wedding day and they were totally fine and happy with it. And that's that. But in other scenarios, um, <laughs> one of the locations I wanted to shoot or had recommended um, a couple to get married at this past year, we had so much snowpack that it melted out like two or three weeks later than it usually does. Mm -hmm. So I had to, you know, tell them like, Hey, um, if you want to elope at this place, it's going like, we can still get there and we can still do it there, but it's going to have snow. You're going to be walking on snow and whatnot. Like it will be colder you know we expected and they chose not to um we found a different location like a couple weeks before their elopement um because they just didn't want to have to deal with the snow so like stuff like that it's like okay like here's here's what the weather is doing and here's what we can expect and you know there's like wildfire stuff now and rain so a lot to think about yeah, there's a lot to think about. Okay, so I have moved on to your packages page. Mm-hmm. Where so that the 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 hero image that you have on your packages page. Okay, I don't. Woman even in a dress, guy in a suit wearing a baseball cap. Oh yes. Where is that? That's on top of Liberty Bell in the North Cascades. Liberty Bell is a mountain. (laughs) We had to rock climb to get to that one too. 
So she's holding her dress. And she's barefoot. On top of a granite mountain with like five, six hundred, probably even steeper, like more, but like the mountain just drops off. And well, for from, like thousands of feet. From, from this like. photograph, it it certainly does look like. Um. Once again, I emphasize the stairs to my my house are scary to me. So this looks terrifying. <laughs> wow. Okay. So you're looking at that, and then I'm looking at some other photographs that you have here, and, and you and you lay out in really interesting detail, frankly, what you do and what's included. And I think it's, that's really kind of awesome. You also have a, okay. So I'm scrolling through, you kind of have a, um, well, it's a video, but it's more like it's, it's animation of, of a couple embracing. Um, Yeah. It's a gif. Yeah. Yeah. But then below that, you have another picture of another couple guy in a suit. She's wearing more of a, like a ball gown looking dress. Where's mm-hmm. that that's one at? That's the backpacking. That that's the one they backpacked. So we backpacked ten miles um, into the North Cascades, and the next day they, uh, you know, basically got ready and eloped at was it sunset? Yeah, they eloped at sunset um, on a ridge near camp, and they had like ten friends with them as huh. well. So. The night we backpacked into camp, they had like a little bachelor bachelorette party. Uh Everybody brought wigs and fun drinks. Okay. So like, and this was along the PCT. Mm -hmm. So Mm -hmm. (laughs) like everybody in the vicinity knew of the wigs and whiskey night. Like that's what they called it. Um, And that they were going to get married. And I thought, okay, like, all right. You know the people camping near us that makes sense but um two days later we were hiking out and my husband and i he helped me carry our gear up right it's like could not do that by myself um and so we were a little ways away from the bigger group and they're like oh are you at the wedding we're like we're like five miles from where we camped you're like new incoming pct hikers how do you know there was a wedding going on so news traveled really fast um but yeah that that was the the backpacking elopement and yeah she spent a good chunk of change on that dress and then we hiked out the day after they eloped met their families at the trailhead and then they had a reception that evening and they both changed into, you know, different suit and dress. So yeah, it like, yeah, a hundred bucks or thousands. It, wow, it just, see, it depends. Yeah. Like, you know, if you put your money in and the stuff that you value. Right, right. No, I get, I, yeah, you're absolutely correct. So now what I'm about to ask you is, is going to be very imp- almost impossible for you to answer, but okay. play, play along. Walk me through. So I'm looking at how it works. You've got the book, plan, elope, and relive. Walk me through this. How long? Okay. How long does this process take? And I know everybody's different, but like, kind of help me and understand in the big picture of this. Like okay, kinda, so yeah. like stereotypically, most yeah. people book about six months out, give or take. You know, like five months. <laughs> Um, (laughs) but you know, I, I book up a lot, um, about six months out and, um, yeah, oftentimes they'll be coming from out of state or even if they're in Washington, they may or may not know what type of scenery they want or the location. Um, so I'll help them narrow that down. A lot of the couples that come from out of state also spend their honeymoon here, Mm -hmm. um, so I will kind of give them advice like, okay, if you want to elope in the Olympics, you can, you know, basically drive the 101 loop or um, different things like that. So I'll give them ideas of how they should spend their time based on their interests. Right. Do you and... tell them where to go get coffee? <laughs> we talked earlier and I don't drink coffee. I know. I'm like the only person in Washington. I know. It's like, uh, you're, you're... 
you're a fraud. You can't. <laughs> I know. It feels like it at times. So yeah. how long? Sorry. I just, how long does it typically take to to go from initial contact where they say, "Hey, we we want to we want to work with you," to planning the at least the the location? Um, like once they book. I'll send them the locations in like about a week or two. Like it depends on how fast they correspond, mm -hmm. um, but I'll get their location list to them within a couple weeks. And then usually it takes them like a week or two to decide and narrow it down. Mm -hmm. um, and from there, so once they know exactly where they're going to elope, then they can book their lodging nearby then, you know, then I can recommend other vendors. If they choose to hire other vendors, then I can recommend people who are local to that area so they don't have to pay travel fees. Mm -hmm. um, and let's see. So, yeah, it's the location and then the vendors and lodging. Um, and then after that, it's, it's just kind of like, you know, figuring out the small details. Right. Like, yeah. Um, and it, it kind of just goes on their timeline. Um, the shortest I've ever planned um, an elopement was, I think it was 14 days. Wow. Okay. And that was out of state too. Like that was me and the couple going out of state. They went to the Redwoods. So oh, okay. it was a lot to plan in 14 days. <laughs> and then, so you photograph the, the the day for them basically and then you mm -hmm. you throw out the the shots where somebody's looking away from the camera or the sun yeah. or whatever blah 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 so from a technical standpoint let's 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 i'm going to bounce sort of technical okay um outdoors you've got a lot more things out of your control light other people you know you're not mm -hmm. you're not able to say it's our mountain today you can't be here things like yeah. that but from a gear standpoint, what's your go-to, how much gear are you packing in? Oh, um, that's a good question. I feel like I finally kind of like got my sweet spot um, okay. in what I pack. I, I generally pack too much and then complain about my back hurting. <laughs> but your husband goes along, right? Uh, just for that backpacking elopement. Okay, um, you should have him carry the back. So your back doesn't hurt. I'm just trying to yeah, help you out here. Yeah, Let's totally. Talk to him. Okay. <laughs> he does sometimes. If he doesn't have to work, he'll come uh, join he'll me. Okay. Um, but in general, uh, to avoid crowds, I recommend you know people elope on a weekday, mm -hmm. and sunrise or sunset is when most people are not around. Um, mm -hmm. And and it also just happens that the light is really pretty during yep. those times. The golden hour. So yeah, yeah, exactly. Yeah, All right. it's, it's very convenient and it's pretty crazy to see how many people go home after like, you know, 5, 6 p.m. because it's dinner time. So okay. they leave and it's perfect. So how much so how much gear are you, you bringing in with you? Oh, okay. Yeah. So I bring um, two camera bodies and three lenses mm -hmm. and usually a flash. I, I hardly ever end up using it just because it's slow. Mm -hmm. um, and I'd rather take more like candid impromptu shots um, rather than having to wait for like the flash to recharge or you got to put the flash in the right spot and have the couple in the right spot. I'm, I'm more fluid. Mm -hmm. Okay. Um, but my favorite lenses. So I used to shoot with prime lenses. Are you familiar with that? I am. Yes. Yeah, so prime lenses are known as like the best lenses. They are really nice. Um, they can blur out the background really yep. nicely, but um, you have to zoom with your feet, <laughs> as I learned in college. Um, <laughs> okay. Yeah, it, it, they don't zoom at all, so you have to physically move yep. to get, you know, to have it zoom in or out. But uh, with adventure elopements, I have really loved i've got a 24 to 70 which is pretty wide and then it kind of zooms in to be a nice portrait lens mm -hmm. and uh 70 to 200 okay. which uh zooms in really really close and the longer lenses like 200 the bigger the number the longer the lens mm -hmm. um so the long ones compress everything in the shot so it makes it 
like so you know how people always say the camera adds 10 pounds those cameras probably have wide angle lenses um because if you're shooting wide angle lens everything gets a little wider so mm -hmm. yeah it's gonna it might add 10 pounds this um, is a wide angle lens i'm using today Just <laughs> yeah exactly. um so the the longer lenses compress everything so it it rather than you know making it wider it just kind of makes people thinner ish mm -hmm, mm -hmm. um more more like true to what they actually look like um right. so it's really nice for portraits and it since it compresses things it makes things that are in the background look much closer and bigger mm -hmm. so that's how you get those shots with mountains like looming in the backgrounds and it, you know the mountains just look so impressive uh, the wide angle shots, it's like, oh, they look far away and small, um, which right. can be fun. But the 70 to 200 is my favorite um, just because it's like, ah, there, the mountains are right there. And it's as close as it looks in the picture as it does to the eye. One of the challenges I can imagine is you're, you've hiked in, you've climbed up somewhere. This is not a time for equipment failure. This isn't a time to go, oh, I didn't bring a battery or my battery's dead and I don't have a second battery. So yes. how much redundancy are you packing with you? Um, so that's one reason why I pack more than one camera body and more than, you know, even one or two lenses mm -hmm. is because in case something fails, I have a backup. Right. Um, and so when I first started shooting weddings, um, and I, I interned with a photographer who shot weddings too. And she said, you know, worst case scenario, if your camera breaks uh, during a wedding and, you know, maybe your secondary or third camera also breaks, you like, there's going to be someone in the audience that will have a camera and you can like rent it off of them for the evening or something like that. And I was like, that is, that's a good solution. Um, but not but, one up in but the not North if Cascades. You're in the middle of the yeah, in the middle of nowhere. Um, so yeah, I have a lot of redundancy um, that I bring with me, and um, I I check my bag like three times before I even go out there. Only three? And Only three? Not four? Not five? <laughs> yeah. See, I would be freaking out the whole time going, oh, did I forget? You know, and I, I never will. It, yeah, I have to pack it the day before. I check it before it goes into the car. And like, uh, and then if, if I used to not pack my bag the day before, but then I'd have nightmares that I forgot something. So mm -hmm. I have to pack it so I don't have nightmares and I can sleep the night before the shoot i'm i'm on your blog now looking at your photographs and there's some some beautiful photography here oh, um, thank you i just uh, so another question i have is have you encountered any wildlife while you've been out and about um like on a shoot just, yeah like on a shoot deer i think okay. but so for personal oh no actually um i was at rainier with a couple from florida and they were here for their anniversary so we just did like a little um not like an engagement shoot but like you know something equivalent to an engagement shoot but it was for their anniversary sure and uh on the walk back to the cars um we saw a deer. They were so excited about that. The deer was like three feet away and they were freaking out, uh -huh. um, like in a good, good, yeah, freak a good out way. way. Yeah. Um, they're so excited. And I was telling them like, Oh, we didn't see it this time, but sometimes there's marmots up here. They're really cool. They just scream <laughs> and they eat flowers and that's about it. They're like a giant, you know, like, you know, if you could like triple the size of a chipmunk, Mm -hmm. um, or maybe mm -hmm. even bigger, like, you know, that's what they are. Yeah. So they're like, Oh, that's so cool. We're walking back to the parking lot. And I was looking down at my camera, um, looking at some of the shots I captured and I don't know, um, where she was looking, but the guy was like, I think I just saw a bear. And his wife said, no, you didn't. It was probably just the animal. She was just telling us about that. Like it was, it was probably just a marmot. Well, how, how big, how big are they? And I was like, oh, you know, like the size of a small, <laughs> like a, a very large rodent. Yeah, um, it's like, cat. No, like th this was bigger than that. And then we all looked up and saw it. 
And I was like, that's a bear. <laughs> and that was the first time I'd ever seen a bear, actually, in the parking lot at Mount Rainier. Um, and so, you know, we just gave it a wide berth of space and walked around it. But yeah, like, God was like, I, I think I saw a bear. And of a course, bear. we didn't believe him until we saw it ourselves. Yeah, that's not a marmot. That's a bear. Okay. Yeah. A little bigger than a marmot. A little bigger than a marmot. Yeah. And uh, hmm. so now I'm going to ask you, these are opinion questions. So there's no, there's no right or wrong answers here. Okay. Okay. But we will judge you based on your answers. No, just kidding. In your opinion, best place to get married in Washington state. Ooh. Um, if you love the mountains, probably. Oh, so you're going to see so you're adding a qualifier. Uh, no one. You, okay, it's okay. your opinion. You, I'm asking My you opinion? your okay, opinion. Well, I love mountains. Okay. So I would choose the Mount Baker area. Okay. Where specifically where um, in, near, Baker? near artist point. So Mount Baker, like you go up the highway mm-hmm. and if you go all the way till it ends, mm-hmm. um, there's a parking lot there and you're surrounded by mountains. Yep. So if you hike, you can get, even better views, but you don't have to because it's gorgeous right from the parking lot. Right from the parking lot. Yeah. So that's your that's your go to. That's like number one. Mm-hmm. All right. Yeah. I probably. don't like I don't like mountains. We, you don't like mountains? No, no, I do. But okay. Oh. I I don't like mountains. But if you if you didn't. If I didn't. So where else? Um like the Olympic coast on the beach is gorgeous. Like okay. you can't go wrong with any of the beaches there. Mm-hmm. Um, or like the rainforest the waterfalls. There's so many good waterfalls here in Washington. Okay. So you've got your, your pick of landscape. Okay. Now putting you on the spot even more mm-hmm. because you just, okay. you kind of just said everybody. I mean, you didn't say you, you didn't surprise me with those answers. Okay. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And great answers, but you just didn't surprise me. Now I want you to surprise me. Where's a spot? Like like where's a spot that's just not something that you think I'm going to go, oh, yeah, that makes sense. Give me something off the beaten path, if you will. Like, Mm -hmm. So um, this past summer – it was spring. Um, my husband and I backpacked to a town called Stahican. Have you heard of it? I, I, I yeah, live you're in eastern clo- Washington. I live so. pretty close to it. <laughs> yeah. Everybody on this side of the mountain is like, you're what? going where? Where? Um, Norway? So, <laughs> yeah. So we, we ferried halfway there, got dropped off, and then backpacked like 17, 18 miles into town. Mm-hmm. And it's basically the southern part of the North Cascades, and yep. it's so incredibly beautiful. I actually gained weight on that backpacking trip because the bakery is so good. Like, how can you gain weight on a backpacking trip? I was just, honestly, hiked, I was. I don't believe you. Yeah, I mean. We hiked about 20 miles, and then we biked about 20 miles, and I gained weight because the bakery was amazing. <laughs> how was the and, coffee? Oh, no coffee. Um, no. And before we went, I was thought, oh, this bakery has a captive audience. There's nowhere else to eat. You know, like it can't be as good as everybody says online. Oh, my God. No, it's amazing. Um, okay. But the scenery there is incredibly beautiful. And I think the journey there, because you either have to ferry or fly in, mm-hmm. um, and, and there's no cell reception there. Right. So it's, it's like a little oasis and the journey there just like helps you get into this mindset of like, I'm going to unplug and relax. And oh, it was the best way to start summer. Um, okay. So I would, I like, it's one of my bucket list items now. I want to photograph an elopement there. It's okay. just incredibly beautiful. And I felt like, it, being there was kind of like being on island time in Hawaii. Everything yeah. was just slower and you were just noticing like, oh, there's hawks and eagles flying over the lake. And it was just super beautiful. Lots of things to do. And mm-hmm. yeah, that, 
that's one spot I want to go to that's not as well known. All right. Now, this is vitally important. Okay. You can only have one thing at the bakery. <gasps> What's it oh, going to be? Oh, gosh. Um, <laughs> only one. Uh, well, then their menu changes every nope, day. No, nope, um, only one. Okay, I had, I don't remember what it was called, but it was like, oh, no, I do. Okay, it was called a Carmelita. Okay. Um, And it, it's just, I don't know, the, you know, they make it on like a sheet pan and cut it into squares. Mm -hmm. And it tasted like something my mom made when I was a kid. Like a, we called it caramel chewies when I was younger. They okay. looked very unappetizing, but they were incredibly delicious. So okay. Carmelita tasted like my childhood. Cool. That's a great reference. That's a great yeah. reference. Where do you think now they're going the opposite direction? Okay. Where's a place that's overdone for this type of overdone. work? Um, like, Oh, got an answer. <laughs> All right. What's in your opinion, what's overdone? Gold Creek pond, um, on Snoqualmie. Okay. Uh, it's really pretty. Yep. And, it's the little pond lake, you know, it's, it's a tiny lake. It's a pond mm -hmm. um, surrounded by mountains and uh, it's really beautiful. And since it's so easy to get to, there's always people at it um, and there's always someone photographing there. So if you wanted to get your pictures done there, like you're never going to have the place to yourself, which is what a lot of my couples who are eloping want. They want a little more seclusion and privacy. You know, they don't want to say their vows in front of 20 people. That, that's why they're not getting married traditionally, like, right. like a traditional wedding. Um, so, yeah, if like doing it for like an engagement shoot, fine, like whatever, you're still not going to, you're going to be like taking so pictures So who's that person in the background? Who's that? Yeah, okay. exactly. Like, well, let's wait for them to walk by. Uh, um, yeah. Okay. But yeah, it, it's not the place to go if you want seclusion and privacy, but it is still really beautiful. No, no. Yeah, no, I'm not. And you can get there year round. So like, there's a lot of pluses to it, but. Well, I like, think that's uh, one of the reasons why it's so popular. It's because mm -hmm. it is, it is, it is a good looking spot. It's easy and, to, and it's easy to get yeah, to. Yeah, it's from, easy to get to. It's close to Seattle. Yep. Um, so yeah, people not everybody wants to drive three hours to get to pretty spots. <laughs> no, and not everybody, you know, everybody wants to hike in 10 or 15 miles either. So you just said something though, that just, I hadn't thought about this. So I've been thinking the whole time that it's, you know, you bride and groom, you know, the couple getting married, mm -hmm. maybe a couple of friends, but who's officiating these. Oh, okay. So, Washington has some fun laws. You do need an officiant and two witnesses to legally get married in Washington. Okay. So sometimes they will have a friend officiate. Sometimes they'll hire someone. But Washington also has a law that says if you, you know, if you've got your marriage license, you've applied for that already, um, and you say your intent to be married together, you know, basically you say your wedding vows in front of someone who is ordained, they can like sign off on all the legal paperwork. So you can self-salmonize um, and do the vows all by yourself. As long as the person who's ordained overhears, then that's fine. That counts as your officiant. So a lot of my couples who want to just say their own vows mm -hmm. um, have me sign off. I'm ordained. It's free oh. to do it online. Right. Um, right. Takes okay. very little effort. So um, I'm ordained and then I'll just sign off on all the legal paperwork and turn it in for them. And then if they have guests with them, those will be the witness signatures they get. And I'm photographing one this Saturday. I'm going to, you know, be the officiant um, and, you know, not, not really officiate, just hear them say they want to get married and sign off on it. And then they're going to go find strangers to sign as the witnesses. Okay. All right. So nope. yeah, there's, there's a lot of ways to do it. <laughs> Yeah. So I normally ask my guests, you know, coffee, but you've already just taken that whole segment of my show and just ruined it for me. So I have to come up with something else. And given your, based on our earlier conversation that we had, where you kind of played along with the coffee thing for me, but you, 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 you recommended a bakery in the Tacoma area. 
Mm-hmm. So I've it got, also serves coffee. I know, for... I know, but but so I'm going to ask you. This is a this is the last question I'm going to ask you. All right. Cake or pie, and why? Um, generally, I would choose cake because I like chocolate. So, like, the more chocolate you can add to something, the better. Okay. Pie usually doesn't have chocolate, okay. <laughs> so I choose cake. Okay, that's a completely fair answer. I, I what's I, I stole that question from somebody else, and it's I really am having fun asking it because I think you were like the the most concise person. So yeah. Everybody else is like, you know, bouncing around. Well, but you know, well, you know. So it's been kind of fun. All right. What I, I lied. I have one last question. <laughs> what didn't we talk about that we should have talked about? Mm, um. Oh, in our conversation earlier, you asked me um, to share about any unplanned surprises. Oh yeah, that's a great one. Let's do that. So about about like one elopement or wedding every year for like probably my entire career, like about. 10 years mm-hmm. um, of photographing weddings and elopements, there's been at least one bride every year that has to be sewn into her dress. Like her dress breaks as she's trying to put it on. And, uh, you know, like they lose the clasp or, or, you know, maybe it like ripped or something. Mm-hmm. Um, and yeah, the solution is sewing the dress on. And, and everyone's always shocked at that. Okay. So you just gave me a business idea. Maybe we should like partner and like get like REI and come up with, you know, wedding gear for hikers and climbers, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Our, like our, Gore-Tex. Gore-Tex. <laughs> yeah. Um, rain, mm-hmm. <laughs> rainproof wedding dresses. Yeah. Totally. I, maybe there's a market here for that. I don't know. So, so you have to sew them into their dresses. Yeah, because mm-hmm. these dresses are not designed, and neither are the suits that guys are wearing, but these are not designed for outdoor activity, any stress. Yeah, here. and, like, if they've got lace on them, like, it's very fragile, so, mm-hmm. uh, yeah. So, so, oh, here's, I. this actually spins another question for me, though. So, has anyone been, like, completely unprepared? In other words the bride's showing up with high heels and not, you know, and she, and you're like, how are you going to get to this? You want to climb oh. to this, you know, as anyone showed up, like not prepared. So thankfully, um, like I, I, you know, set expectations really well and like, okay. okay, if you want to hike or whatever, like please bring good walking shoes or hiking <laughs> boots. So a lot of my brides and grooms just wear hiking boots the whole time. Okay. Um, and then there's like, you know, some people that are like, no, I love shoes. I have to wear, you know, my heels for the ceremony. Mm-hmm. Um, and that's fine. So they generally just change for their ceremony or for the photos once we're there. Um, yeah. And then they get their pretty shoes in the picture. Uh, but I, I'm not a shoe person. I'm like, yeah. it's just, it's practical. Just, just wear one pair of shoes and that's okay. good. Um, right. But yeah, for those that are shoe people, they just bring another pair of shoes and wear those when it's safe. That's no fun. I was hoping you were going to say somebody showed up and, you know, men's dress shoes, leather sole dress shoes and like, this isn't going to work. Dude. No, you're going to fall. fall. <laughs> All right. Where can people find out more about you? Where are you on social platforms? Where can they go look at your work, find out more about what you do? And, uh, and you're not going to talk about coffee with them. So, but you know, it's okay. <laughs> where, where else, where else can people find you? Uh, so my website is M lane photography. That's the letter M as in Megan, L A I N E. Uh, photography.com and then that's where i'm at on facebook and instagram as well just m lane photography where do you hang out more facebook or instagram instagram okay it's way more fun yeah i agree so i encourage everyone you guys go check out the website because you've got some great photography i like your blog i like how you're talking I, i like how you're talking about these things um 
I'm yeah, looking I've got at a the, bunch of planning tips on there. Yeah, you do. And you've got this one article called North Cascades Hiking Elopement. Bride and groom. She looks like she, her dress is just the bottom of the dress is just trash. It's dirty. Mm-hmm. And she, that's the one that's gonna like she cut it off for the reception back home. Really? Yeah. And I just clicked into the photographs uh, or the or the blog. Wow. I, I'm all I'm, I'm so once again I have to say you know my idea of outdoors is indoors, but. They got the cloud coming in. She's got to be freezing. That's all I can say. Um. So, uh, she was wearing leggings on underneath her dress. Okay. So, like, the only thing that was exposed was her arms. And, um, again, like I'm, I always warn them, like, okay, it's gonna be a lot colder, especially at sunset. Um, you know, <laughs> if there's wind chill at all, like you're gonna freeze. So please, please, please bring a coat, bring leggings, all of that. Um, and she carried her coat around with us um, on the hike um, okay. that we did after that ceremony. And I had, like, we were, I was like, okay, is there any other shots you want? Like, we're gonna head back to the cars, and that's gonna be it. Like is it um and she's like oh i get one picture with my coat on because all my friends back home aren't going to believe that it was cold here <laughs> and that was she put her coat on for the picture but apparently she was not cold <laughs> wow. and i guess i mean you know maybe being from wisconsin they're used to colder temps but i was cold i had a coat on that yeah. whole time um yeah. but no she just carried it because she wasn't cold <laughs> All right. Well, in the show notes, we'll put a link to your website so that people can, okay. can easily click on that. So thank you for taking the time to uh, put up with me today and, you know, kind of in jest poke fun at the concept of elopement photography. I don't, I'm not poking yeah. fun at it. I, I'm poking fun at the people that want to do this. Um, yeah. It, I mean, it is kind of like a, it can be ridiculous. Sometimes it's just really sensible, like, oh, I don't like planning and, or, you know, it's more cost effective. Um, and other times like the couple that backpacked um like that was excessive <laughs> like backpack 10 miles for uh your ceremony and then you know 10 miles out and have a reception like that was a lot more than a lot more planning than just a traditional wedding would be so right now i'm on your site and i don't know where how i clicked on this but i i want to bring up something this is important um okay. so you have a, a logo here that says leave no trace aware photographer yeah. Let's, let's, because I think that's something that, well, A, there's a lot of people that practice leave no trace. There's a lot of people that should be practicing leave no trace. Yeah, there's a lot of people that don't. So, so we're not gonna, we're not gonna, I, 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 I don't want to, I'm not trying to be judgmental. So what does leave no trace aware photographer, what does that mean? I mean, I think I know what that means, but let's hear it from you. What did you so yeah. Yeah. Like leave no trace is um, basically rules for how to behave in the wilderness. So in our national parks and forests and like even state parks to an extent, uh, it means like you should be staying on paths, not, you know, wandering off through meadows um, because in places like Rainier, like you're going to get yelled at and even fined if you walk through a meadow because you're trampling the wildflowers. They've only got a few months to grow. And because, you know, if you walk on them, you're killing them and potentially for forever. Mm -hmm. um, mm -hmm. So being a leave no trace aware photographer is just, it's saying like, okay, I know what the rules are. Um, I'm going to help educate my couples on how we can follow them and um, basically just follow all of the rules. In some locations like the Mount Baker area, you can't take flowers in there. Um, you can't take live ones, dried ones, um, oh, or wow. cut. So like your options for a bouquet in that area are, you, you can have fake flowers and that's it. Oh, wow. Um, and a lot of people don't know that, but be, know that. if you take a bouquet in there, you're spreading all of these potentially invasive seeds mm. and you know, that can be detrimental to that environment. And it's so fragile that you, as a photographer, like I am responsible for letting my couples know like, Hey, you cannot take a bouquet here and we have to stay on the trails. Um, you know, like, yep, that rock over there is pretty, but you can't get to it. Um, so yeah, helping them navigate all of that. It's okay. Yeah. And then, and that leaves it beautiful for 
hopefully generations to come. Oh, that's, that's awesome. So again, Megan, thank you so much. I really appreciate you taking the time and, uh, I hope people check your workout and uh, if somebody's listening that wants to go and elope here in Washington, um, well, you've got some suggestions and now we know about bouquets. Yeah, exactly. All right. Well, uh, it's good to talk to you too. Thanks. Yeah, this is fun. Hope you enjoyed the show. You can reach me on Twitter at Explore State. I'd love to hear your comments. You can also visit our website at explorewashingtonstate.com. If you know anyone who would like the show, it'd be amazing if you'd share the show with them. This is the biggest way that we grow this show. Good old word of mouth. I'm glad you were here with me today, and I hope to have you listening to the next episode. See you then.